Good morning. Uh, my name is Andrew and I'll be giving the message today, which is the first in our new series on hope. These next few weeks, we're going to be looking at the subject of hope at a time of crisis when so many people are searching for hope. So we want to take a step and have a look into the Bible and try and get a, a biblical perspective on hope. Both seeing what it is for ourselves, but also understanding our own role within bringing hope to a world that is in much uncertainty and difficulty. So that's what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks. Uh, today we're going to be looking at seeing hope. What do we see hope? How do we see it? You know, maybe, you know, if we were looking for something, we might get some binoculars and search for it. But of course, actually, we look at our world. There isn't very far, there isn't very many places we can look where the crisis that we're experiencing, others are not experiencing too. The other thing is actually, what is it we actually hope for? Uh, as a child, I used to always wanted to hope to, to win a competition. And one day I did, I won a competition. And I, I entered a competition um, for those mints with a hole in, uh, polos. And my prize was a genuine can of polo holes. It was a really good prize. Although, of course, the truth is it's empty because polo holes are just air. So my hope in something was, was dashed at that moment as actually I didn't really get what I'd always hoped that I was going to win something. And maybe our hope can be like that. And these coming weeks, we want to actually have a look at that and understand what our hope should be, what our hope could be, and how we can realise that, how we can move into that. Um, as a business, I work in the area of risk, and, and, and it's similar in a way, helping people and organisations understand what their risk is of. Because hope is not just an, a, a, an abstract thing. It has to be a hope of something, as risk has to be a risk of something. And equally, risk on its own, without a, a view of the bigger picture, it is lost. And so, potentially, is our hope if we don't have a view of the bigger picture. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to do that today. And today we're going to go into the book of Genesis, right at the beginning of the Bible. Um, uh, we're going to look at the story, and many people know the story of Noah and the ark and the rainbow that follows. But to tell that story, I'm really pleased that Andreas and Matthias has produced us uh, animation. So we're going we're gonna to watch that now. The story of Noah's ark. From the book of Genesis Many things were wrong on earth God was going to send rain and floods to wash it clean He want all the people and animals to get washed away in the flood So he had a plan Noah was a man who knew God really well, so God asked him to build an ark to keep all the animals safe. And then it rained, and it rained, and it rained. And as the rains came down, so the floods came up until everything was covered in water except for the ark. 
God told Noah to come out of the ark with the animals. God's sign was a rainbow that he would not flood the earth again. Thank you for that, boys. That was really good. So we've seen the account of Noah and the rainbow appearing at the end. A rainbow like this, captured in the sky. Uh, and this is one I experienced when I was on a course. Uh, an amazing moment. We haven't seen many of those recently, have we? We haven't seen many rainbows in our skies because of the weather. We'll talk about that in a minute. But there are quite a lot of rainbows around, aren't there? So Alice and I decided to do a little bit of research. We got on our bicycles and we cycled for 25 miles looking for signs of hope around the city. So what I'm going to do is going to project those up on the screen here while we talk a little bit to start with about rainbows and how they might fit in with a symbol of hope and how that might reflect what hope is to us as people of God. So I'm going to put them up on here. It's quite a low-tech approach because we're going to interact a bit with something up here as well later. But also being low-tech, it's a lower demand on the tech team. And I just want to take a moment to say thank you to the tech team for all you're doing in producing these videos each week. It's a massive job, we know that. So a bit like Clap for Carers, I want to give a thumbs up to the tech team. So everybody at home, you give your thumbs up to the tech team. Say thank you so much for what you're doing. We really appreciate it. So I'm going to put some pictures up on the go. Um, this is somebody who's crocheted a rainbow. Um, you'll see who it is in a moment. They're going to come up. But I'm going to leave that rolling in the background, but keep an eye on it while we're talking. And you might see, both children and adults, you might see some rainbows you recognise from around the place. But I just want to talk while that's going on. Something about a rainbow. And there's some special things about it which I think are relevant to us when we think about hope. So when does a rainbow appear? Does it appear in the dark? No, it doesn't appear in the dark, does it? Does it appear when there's a blue sky and there's not a cloud in sight? No, it doesn't appear then either. As it says in this account, when God says, when the clouds come and my rainbow appears in the sky. The clouds still need to be there. For the rainbow to appear, it still needs to be raining. And of course, in the situation we're in right now, it is pretty much still raining, isn't it? We are still in a great uncertainty. We're still very much in the storm that we face. But what happens is, is that, that interface between the, the storm and the sun is where the rainbow appears. As the light shines into the cloud, it gets reflected back. It doesn't get consumed by the cloud. We get light that comes back. In John's Gospel, in John 1.5, John says, The light shines into the darkness. The darkness has not overcome it. He's talking about Jesus. But in the same way to the rainbow, that is Jesus who shines light into a dark situation. And that darkness does not overcome him. But there's something more about rainbows as well. Is actually, they don't just reflect back the light as it went in. It comes back more beautiful. The white light comes out of the cloud more beautiful than it went in. So it's not the same old light that gets reflected back. It's new light that comes back in a beautiful way. And that's Jesus' story too. Jesus comes into the darkness to bring us something more beautiful. To invite us to something more beautiful. And God's rainbow, a symbol of hope, is that. So our hope should be in something more beautiful, not simply to go back to where we were 
before we knew that coronavirus was something. So something else about rainbows as well. I'm going to talk about where we see them. Just this picture here, and we've got some more pictures afterwards, but Teddy here looking out, if you can see him, he's keeping an eye out for people who can see the lovely rainbow. So thank you, whoever made that one. So I just want to go into where you see a rainbow and a bit of physics now. I learned this all on um, how it works. You can teach yourself if you want to. But basically, thinking about a rainbow, well, as we said, it doesn't appear just in any old cloud. We do need a cloud to be there. And we still need it to be raining. But we also need the sun to be shining. So all of those things happen. As I say, it's this interface between the sun and the cloud and the storm. This is where the rainbow appears. So how does the rainbow appear? Because that's quite important to us as well. Well, the light from the sun shines on the raindrops. Now the raindrops don't just reflect the sun back. They allow the sun to penetrate into them. At which point it gets refracted into different colours and that light then shines back out of there. So it comes back more beautiful. But where do you have to be to see the rainbow? You have to be on the sunny side. You have to be on the side that the light is. And again, when we look at where Jesus leads us, Jesus calls us to this place, into the light. Because it's from that place that this symbol of hope is visible. Because deep buried in the cloud, we won't see that symbol of light. We won't see that symbol of hope, which is the rainbow. I think in many ways, each of us is like a raindrop. I'm going to talk about that. I just want to keep this in mind. I'm going to let the slides carry on <coughs> uh, with the pictures. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, I the slides to carry on um, with some pictures of people's rainbows. Uh, but we're just going to talk about these raindrops. So it strikes me in a way that each of us is somewhat like a raindrop in this situation. When we think about hope to the world and how we think about how the world sees this sign, this rainbow of God's uh, promise. So what does what does the what does the um, raindrop have to do? Well, it has to be on the sunny side of the cloud. That's what we said. It has to be on this side to receive the light. So that's the first thing. Are we in the light? Are we chosen to get into this place? The second is that when the raindrop is there, it has to allow the light to penetrate it. And the question is, do we allow the light to penetrate us? Uh, there's a book by Bruce Wilkinson called The Dream Giver. Um, it talks about how we, you know, falling, following God's call on our life uh, and how we step into that and walk with that. And he describes a moment in there called the sanctuary, where you allow God's light to penetrate into us, to reveal us. And that's that moment. I think that's something about the raindrop, that actually the raindrop has to be willing to allow the light to penetrate it, to be able to show hope, to show this symbol. And, and then the final thing is the raindrop has to be in the right place at the right time. Each and every raindrop has to come to the right place at the right time to allow the light to shine through and to the, for the rainbow to be formed in every colour. Each individual drop on its own doesn't produce that rainbow we see in the sky. That takes drops all being there, allowing the light to penetrate and shine on them. 
So I think there's a real challenge for us as to how we display hope to the world in terms of what a rainbow is like. So there's a bit of physics, as I say, you can look that up. We've got the last few pictures up here. Now, what I really encourage you is there's, there's, there's another reason for having all these pictures up rather than just to see the rainbows. Just want us to think that there are signs of hope around the city, but we've got a bit of a challenge for everybody today or this week. You don't have to do it straight away. But I think we're going to need some more pictures of rainbows, some more pictures of hope. So why? Because these are people's windows where people live, but I want to show you somewhere else. I want to show you that one. I'm going to show you this one, which is the church. You see the doors of the church. There's nothing in them at all. And actually, if we want to show hope to the world, then it would be really good if we can show this symbol of hope. This symbol that God promised, this promise that God gave us in this rainbow. If we could put that in the window. So what we'd like people to do, children and adults, over the, even you know now, but, but later on today, over the next week, is to create some pictures that we can put in these windows. Or draw something, make something, colour something in. So we can put some real symbols of hope in there. Because we want to be that beacon of hope to our community. That's our desire, is to share the hope that God gives us to our wider community. So I'd really like you to, to, to do that. Um, so you can do it you know, this morning or, or any time really. And we'll try and collect them up over the next week. What we're going to do now is we're going we're gonna to sing a song. Uh, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about Noah. Uh, particularly about Noah and how his role acts within this this symbol of hope. Um, what I want to do is actually we're going to sing this song now, um, which is a, a song about hope. Hope is on the horizon, and it talks about light shining into the darkness. And as that light shines into the darkness, as we see, that is where the rainbow forms. So let's sing together. I love Noah's Ark. I just love lining all the animals up to go on board. Uh, a new wine, we're sometimes on team there. We have a giant ark in one of the venues um, where the kids come and play. And during the week, I always find a moment to line as many animals as I can up down the middle of the tent um, before everybody comes and messes it up. So if you've got an ark now, you might want to do that. You want to get that out. Um, or if you've just got animals or people or whatever, just line them all up. Because we're going to hear in this story that this is a promise. It's a welcome for everybody into this hope for the future. And so something inclusive about how we bring all these uh, things together and, 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 and welcome them in. So say if you want to do that with animals, whatever, line them all up at home or draw them, cut them out. And then what we're going to we ask you to do is to film them and go along the line filming them. And we'll join all that up and we'll have an amazing line of animals and people that are invited into this promise, God's promise of hope for the future. So while you start to do that, we're going to listen. We're going to listen to Jean. He's going to read for us. She's going to read from Genesis 9. Um, she's going to read this account from the Bible. Um, it's down by the river. It was quite a, a whipped up, windy storm going. So hopefully you can hear her. But if not, do follow along in your Bibles. Uh, Genesis 9. Uh, chapters 9 to 17 and enjoy lining your animals up while you're listening 
Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on the earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth, and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. Thank you, Jean. Really appreciate you reading that for us. So we hear that account. We hear the account of God placing his rainbow in the sky as a promise. It actually says a covenant. He makes a promise to the people. It's a sign of Hope for the people, for a new future, for a different future. Uh, this is one of the signs we didn't dwell on in, in somebody's window, one of the families in the church. After every storm, there is a rainbow of hope. Isn't that wonderful? And that is the heart of this message. This message is God saying, I will give you hope. I give you a promise, a covenant, a promise of a better future of a new future. And I believe that's where our hope is found. Our hope is found in seeing a new future, a one that is different from where we've come from, not simply a return to where we've come from. And just want to really just pick up on a couple of things in these last few minutes about, well, first of all, who is this promise for? Because when we start to think about hope and we think about this as a sign of hope, who is this sign for? Is it simply for Noah or Noah and his family? Well, no, verse 12, as Jean read, verse 12 says, all generations to come. That means it's for me and it's for you and it's for everybody we know, everybody who goes from us and around us. It's a promise to everyone. So when we start to think about hope, is our hope inclusive of everybody? Because our hope in the future, I believe from this account, certainly looks as though it can only be a hope for everyone. If it's going to be truly a biblical hope, a hope that God offers us in this sign of the rainbow. So it's everybody. And that's why we want to put our signs in our windows. That's why we want to put them on the church. We want to encourage people to see the hope and the promise that God has got, this covenant that God has offered us and brings us. And then the second point, 
within who is it for? Well, verse 13 says it's for the earth, the whole earth. Verse 16, all living creatures. It is for everyone. Just a, just a question, saying, children are still there. I mean, how many adults, how many people, sorry, how many people are on the ark? Well, there's Noah and his wife and three sons and their wives. That's eight people. How many animals were on the ark? Imagine, there must have been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of animals, two of every kind, 100 metres by 25 metres, three decks. It was a big boat. There was a lot of animals and just eight people on it. This promise in this message is for the whole of creation. It's not simply for mankind. And we mustn't lose sight of that. I really feel that as we look for hope in this situation, what does that hope look like? I know I'm not the only one who, as we've come out of lockdown, is starting to be disappointed to see all the cars coming back onto the road. Almost more than they were before, people advising, be advised to drive. And we've had that period of quiet. We've seen nature revitalise itself. We've seen peace and tranquility. And that's now being broken down. And I wonder if our hope is lost if we go into that place. If you've seen the pictures of videos of shopping centres um, growing, you know, them going crazy to consume all that they have managed not to consume in between times. Is that our hope? Is that what our hope is in in the future? Because if it is, I don't think it equates to this account uh, of Noah on the rainbow. If you were with us in January, um, I gave the message at the beginning of January. It talked about Hebrews 11. And Hebrews 11 lists the giants of faith. It's, a, it's an amazing book in the Bible. It's worth reading. Uh, and one of those giants of faith was Noah. We talked about Noah then. But also we recognise that Noah's role was one of a promise of a future for the whole of creation. And we talked about that as creation being one of those things in this coming year and the year we are in the middle of, um, of actually a really important thing to us as, as, as a church community, but as a wider community too. And also within that, I mentioned uh, mental health issues and also um, that of nationalistic uh, sort of attitudes within countries around the world. And both of those are rising up massively in this crisis as we're seeing. They're really, really crucial issues. And so actually, what does our hope look like that addresses all these things? What does our hope look like that is beyond uh, these things that recognises the whole of creation? So I think that's really important. So I think as we start to look at hope, we've got to think about hope, how it, our future, the promise, the beautiful promise of the future uh, that God has got for us, how it covers those things. And then the other point I just want to finish really on is about Noah. What about Noah? It's really struck me in these last two weeks that without Noah and a couple of things that Noah does that nobody gets to see the rainbow. Nobody gets to see or to receive the promise that God has for them. And it really struck me and actually it wasn't expecting where I was going to go in this passage but over these two weeks it's felt really, really strong uh, in a sense to me. There's one, one thing about Noah before we go there. Actually, Noah's name literally means bring rest. It means relief from our toil. So actually, 
Noah's name, in effect, is, is about this promise. It's embedded in this story that the promise is relief. It's, it's rest from a toil. So again, if our future doesn't look like that, then it future doesn't, our future hope doesn't match up to this account and uh, the biblical story, which is about a better future. But what about Noah? Well, I just want to draw you for Noah. Actually, a really simple point to finish on. I know that um, in this time, I'm not the only one that actually our minds are full of the stresses and the uncertainty. And actually, cognitively, I, you know, I struggle to get everything in the same as I would normally. So I want to go really simple. I want to leave on one point. And that point is about Noah and how Noah reflects to us. So Noah, as I say, this story doesn't happen. This rainbow doesn't get seen without Noah who in verse chapter 6 verse 9 Noah walked faithfully with God Noah knew God he was in that position to know him and by knowing him he was then in a position in verse chapter 7 verse 5 it says he did all that the Lord commanded him so Noah knew God well he walked faithfully with God and he did all the Lord commanded him and that's the one thing I think we need to take away this morning now you might be saying well hang on Andrew that's two things that's not one thing but actually when you realize that on their own they carry very little value we can walk faithfully with God we can know God well but just like the raindrop if we don't allow the light into us and we don't allow the light to come to us. We don't get ourselves into that place and allow the light in and to reflect back out. Then no hope never comes. And equally, if we just do whatever we think is right, human nature in these circumstances, we just plough on. We'll get this sorted. We've got a crisis. We're going to keep going. And even if we think they're good things, they may be good things. There's a question. Is it what the Lord is commanding? Crucially, that is the thing that needs for that hope to be seen, for to be the real biblical hope that we're searching for. So, yes, they are two things, but on their own. Our raindrop, we don't receive the light. And if we're not in the right place at the right time, then we don't produce a rainbow. We don't bring hope to the world. We don't see the hope ourselves. And so both of those. And I just want to leave you really on one last quote um, from Bill Hybels, uh, and again, this is a book, Too Busy Not to Pray, really impacting book in early on in my Christian journey. Uh, and Bill Hybels talks about the fact that Christianity is not about learning a set of doctrines. It's not about learning just how to do it and just following everybody else in the way to do it. He describes Christianity as a supernatural walk with God. He says the heart and soul of Christianity is learning to hear God's voice and then developing the courage to do what he asks us to do. It's a supernatural thing. It's understanding, it's walking with God and then being courageously obedient to him. And I've really been struck over these last few weeks that actually if we are to bring hope into our own situations, if we are to see God's hope revealed in this world, then crucially, Noah is an example to us. His faithfulness to God, his spending time with God. 
his walking with God and then his courageous acts of obedience that follow that. It can't have been easy building an ark in the middle of the desert when there hadn't been rain for quite some time, but Noah just did what he had to do at the time he had to do it, and that was his faithfulness to God. So we're going to finish up. Uh, We're going to have a song. Um, I just want you to, I'd encourage you to reflect in that time as we have this song. Uh, Just as you sing the song, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard you calling in the night. I think it's a chance for us to reflect, you know, what is our walk with God like? What are we hearing? What's God asking us? And are we being faithful? Are we doing it? Or are we just ploughing on in our own strength in certain ways? Or have we lost sight of some vision, of some possibility of the future that is so much better than the present and so much better than the past? So I encourage you as we we have that song, um, just going to pray for us now and then we're going to go into that. So dear Lord, we just thank you that you bought this sign of a rainbow as a sign of your promise to your people, to all your people, to all your creation. And Lord, we give thanks for Noah, we give thanks for his faithfulness and his commitment. And we pray that we each would know some of that in our lives that we would know the walk with you and that we would be faithful, we would be obedient and we would do all that you ask. And we thank you, we ask you this and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.